Hi, I'm Courtney Adams, and this podcast is designed to help you step deeper into your power and your authenticity, do epic shit in the world, and create massive expansion in your life and business. Listen on to find out more. Hey guys, so it is Friday, raining outside, and I'm, I actually took a midday shower because um, I was wearing this really cute sweater, and it's so cute. Like, it's just, like, ridiculously fluffy, and it's so warm, but whenever I wear it, I always end up sweating in it, and I'm like, this isn't cute, and so then I just, like, took a really, really nice shower, and within and in the shower, I like to sit in the shower and just, like, sit and like stare at the water like um coming down at me and I was thinking about this podcast and I was just like okay you know I really really want to do this podcast and also like it is so comfortable (laughs) sitting on this bathtub but I I really really used my thinking skills to think about like what I wanted to say and I was like oh I really want to let this out because this is something that has been on my mind forever and I'm really excited to just dump it all on your face. So, moral supremacy. I'm gonna start this topic by just giving you the definition of white supremacy because I'm going to compare them. (laughs) So, this is the um, uh, definition of white supremacy from Google. And white supremacy is the belief that white people are superior to those of other races and thus should dominate them. And I have defined moral supremacy as the belief that your values and your beliefs and where you think the world should go is superior to others and therefore those ideas should dominate the world. Right? And... Like, white supremacy and moral supremacy, they come from the same place as if, like, my thing is better than your thing. My way of seeing the world is better than your way of seeing the world, right? And obviously, like, we have our own ideas of what, how the world should be, and I am all about, like, changing the world, so I am not opposed to this. However, sometimes when we get into this mode of like wanting to recreate the world or create something better, we get into this moral supremacy where we think that the way that we see things moving forward is the way and it's just better than how other people see it. And then it kind of gets into holding you back. So I just want to call a name to it so that like, as you are diving deeper into your beliefs and what you stand for, that you don't go so far as to like get into this territory because it just, it, it's not helpful for you and um, not conducive to the work that you want to do, right? So I see this showing up a lot with people with really strong morals, like really have a really emotional, um, deep reaction to things that are happening in the world and know in their bones that like something is wrong and they want to fix it and like all that stuff which is really beautiful and something I also have 
So I see this a lot with, you know, activists and life coaches and leaders, people trying to steer um, people in one certain direction, not that like life coaches do that particularly, but we as life coaches also have, you know, these, um, we have our own beliefs and we have things that we believe are true as well. Like that our thoughts create our feelings and all of that stuff. And some people just don't agree with that, right? So we do have beliefs that we think are true for us. And sometimes that can get into the moral supremacy zone where it's like, oh, it's actually better to think that our thoughts create our feelings just like inherently. And that is something that everyone should should believe, right? So one, some examples of like how this would show up is like, you know, thinking one mode of coaching is better than another, like thinking that the model, Brooke Castillo's model is superior to other coaching modalities um, that we use, right? So that's one example. Um, Another example is thinking that, you know, Trump supporters aren't thinking about things in the right way, or they must be like, they must have something like off about them. They must be missing something or whatever it is. Another example are thinking that rich people are bad and that poor people are inherently better, right? There's this thing um, that I talk about a lot as well within the coaching industry is moral poverty. I don't know if anyone coined that, but it's just this belief that if I am poor, then I am more aligned with my values than if I were rich. So I'm going to be poor. And this is like either a conscious choice or a subconscious choice um, to continue, you know, under earning, which is basically like earning less than what you actually want for the sake of maintaining your own perceived morality, right? Or even thinking that the system right now is set up in the wrong way and really being in that place of like resisting how things are and it's just not right. And if, you know, things were set up differently, it would be so much better, right? It is so easy to get caught up in this kind of thinking. And it's, it's almost like we are, um, there is kind of like, there is a middle ground that we are always kind of shifting in and out of. Um, But it's just something to really, really keep in mind. Like when we are thinking about changing the system, is it because we think that um, the way that things are set up now is totally terrible and we are the saviors that are um, going to sweep away and like help everybody, right? And everyone's going to be so happy about it, (laughs) right? So we not only do this with you know, other people and with the earth and what we think should happen in the world. But we also, um, we also, I guess, engage in or lean into moral supremacy with ourselves, right? So we love our generous and kind selves, that side of ourselves versus the greedy and um, like, more self-serving sides of ourselves like we don't want to really pay attention to those sides of ourselves because we just don't like it right or not liking the side of you that pressures you 
right? That, that voice in the back of your head, that's just like, you're not doing enough. You should be doing more. Just like not liking that side of you and wishing that it would go away and thinking that if that part of you went away, then you would be better, right? So it's valuing certain beliefs over another, right? And this is so interesting because, um, as a life coach, you know, one of the things we definitely work on is, you know, working on those limiting beliefs and helping to, um, get rid of kind of societally imposed limiting, limiting beliefs that hold us back. And that is a lot harder when you are judging that part of yourself and not wanting to look at it because you think that you would be better off to just not have them at all, right? So just choosing not to love them and choosing to judge them instead and hoping that they'll go away, right? So what happens when you think that one side of humanity is better than other and another or one side of your humanity is better than another, it shuts your it shuts you off from your feelings and from your actual real truth. So I'll give an example. Um, I decided to sign up with my current coach Simone, her um, her mastermind over another one from another coach, and. As soon as I made that decision, my brain went immediately to, oh, well, you know, Simone's mastermind is so much better than that other one. And I was like, oh, yeah, like it it is just like it's just the superior mastermind. And I'm so glad that I chose it. And um, this is this is just like it's better because of these reasons. Like there's going to be more weird people in it. There's going to be like, I made all of these reasons is like why it was just quote unquote better. And what I didn't realize is that because I was thinking that this mastermind was better than another, I was shutting myself off from the feelings of FOMO that I had about this other mastermind. I was trying to shut them down by thinking that um, Simone's mastermind was better than the other one. So I was shutting down my actual real like hurt and pain that came from saying no to something that I actually also did want. Like I would have been thrilled to be in the other mastermind. I just wasn't allowing myself to feel that loss because I was like, no, I just need to like, if, if I chose this, then it needs to be the best one. It needs to be the better one. Right. And in doing so, I not only shut myself off from my feelings and from what was really like the kind of insecurities that were coming from that, but I also was, it was creating a lot of like mind drama for me because I had to really keep a list of like why it was better. (laughs) And every time that the other mastermind would like kind of, kind of be like, Ooh, I'm kind of interested. I'd be like, no, 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 no. It's shit. Because like, look at the way she did this. Right. (laughs) And it put me in this kind of negative headspace. Right? So when you're thinking that one thing is better than another thing, it shuts you off from that truth. Another thing it does is it shuts you off from connection and being able to understand not only yourself, but other people. One of the things that I work on with my clients is we, um, 
we take the, the parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily like, like the part of ourselves that like we pressure ourselves and all of that. And we like imagine that we're sitting on a table, like you are sitting on a table and on a table, at a table with all of the sides of you. And all of you guys are on the same team, right? And just asking yourself, like, what is the positive intention behind this side of you that always wants to pressure you, right? And my clients will sometimes say, like, oh, like, they want to keep me on task and all that stuff. And when we start to understand that side of ourselves, like, I've so many times my clients have just broken down crying because they're like, oh my gosh, I have been fighting this side of me for so long that I didn't even realize how much it was like taking a toll on me that I was trying to like coach myself out of it. And I was trying to, um, just diminish that side and try to augment the quote unquote good sides that I, it was just taking so much energy. And then we imagine just like having these people on our team and being like, okay, what does this team member need from me? What does this team member need from me? Right. And do they need kind of reassurance that we're all like, we're going to get there. We're going to get to that vision. Maybe they need to be reminded of the vision, right? And so when we do this practice, it really helps my clients connect to that part of themselves that they've been rejecting for so long and helping them to have a more holistic team that are all kind of working together, right? I'm going to have some water. Okay. Yeah, so it also shuts off your connection with other people. And love and connection is actually what heals and transforms. Like, my dad is a Trump supporter. And, you know, maybe even like a year ago, I would have spent a lot of time like arguing with him and, and you know, saying that his beliefs were wrong and all that stuff. But, like, now I... I you know, decided to come at it from a place of like real curiosity and wanting to understand, like actually wanting to understand and not thinking that his way was worse or my way was better or whatever it was. Um, and just trying to like understand each other. And we really came to the place of like, oh, like we kind of, we want the same things. We, um, have very similar beliefs. It's just that, you know, we differ on this one thing or whatever it is. Right. And so having that connection and really being able to see where people are coming from helps you to not only connect to them, but also gives you ideas for how you can help serve people. Because the more of a diversity of opinion and thought that you have available to you with people that actually you know, love you and, um, want to assume the best of you. I'm not saying to like, just like talk to your haters and like, you know, I really want to understand where you're coming from, but like being able to have love for people that you disagree with and, um, having those diverse opinions really helps you to challenge your mind to be able to come up with even cooler and more, um, holistic solutions for your people and what you're looking to achieve. So that's super, super good. So one of the things I really wanted to talk about on this line, kind of, (laughs) is that, you know, of course, 
you want to share your opinions and your ideas for how to change things and your ideas are super amazing and I want you to share them all the time, but we don't want to do it as a way to erase the darker parts of humanity. Because it's so interesting, I find that humans have this really amazing ability to hate our own species. Like, I don't, I like Googled it. I'm like, does any other animal hate themselves? <laughs> or hate, like, do dogs hate, uh, like, not other dogs, but dogs as a whole. Like, just fuck dogs, <laughs> you know? Like, humans just have this really interesting ability to hate not only themselves and not only other people, but humanity as a whole. Like, that is so interesting. And I think that reason that we do hate our own species is because of that darkness of that we have within, like, that we have within ourselves and the darkness that we see in the world, right? We hate our species because we think, like, oh my god, we're destroying the planet. We are these parasites. What is happening, right? And we hate ourselves. We hate the selfishness that we see with so many um, rich people to taking advantage of others, right? The greed. And we also have the ability to judge the darker parts of us. Like, we don't see animals judging themselves for making mistakes or doing something out of spite or anger. I, I don't know if animals feel spite or anger, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, what something that really helps me to get to the place where I feel like, fuck yeah, I can totally change the world and I'm not doing it from this, like, kind of like tight place is this belief that we as human beings are perfect and everything is perfect (laughs) like we are monkeys right we have evolved through the evolution of the planet and are continuing to evolve everything from our bodies to our brains is a perfect reflection of the earth, right? For all we know, where we are now in society is exactly how it's supposed to happen. Because this is the first time it has ever happened. And within the the planetary system, there is life and there is death and there is darkness, right? And now we're just being able to see it from this like way more intellectual level and able to judge it as good or bad, right? But the way that society is now, the way things are happening now is a product of just our evolution as a species. And we will continue to evolve through trial and error, right? And paying for our mistakes, right? But there is nothing inherently wrong with humans. We are a product of space matter, just like everything else. The way I see it is just like, I'm I'm imagining the earth like time-lapsed and just like seeing how, like just looking at humans just from, Like we were like aliens, just like watching it happen and watching it unfold. And it's actually really beautiful and interesting. I find human beings to be the most fascinating creatures ever 
because we are even able to, you're even able to listen to this podcast. Like I'm able to communicate these ideas, these complex ideas through the brains that we have that were a product of evolution. And they're all just like, all of our brains are just spaced us. They just come like they are made from the same properties as what is out there in the universe. Like it, it, that's, that's the only thing. Like everything around us is a product of our universe. So that's like really interesting that with all that, we still decide to hate ourselves and hate our species. It's almost like when we do that, we are judging a product of the universe. Because we just are. And one of the things that comes up is like, you know, we have to think that you know, these things that are happening in the world are bad because it creates damage, like damage to the planet, damage to other people, right? But does a meteor care about damage when it collides with the planet? And it doesn't. The universe doesn't care about damage. The universe is filled with destruction, right? And this kind of way of thinking can come across as spiritual bypassing, So I want to tell you a little bit about me and about my story a little bit is that, you know, I like me being able to speak on this podcast is a product of damage. Like when I the reason why I am here is because I was in a really abusive relationship with someone who was gaslighting me very, very intensely, like the trauma coach that I worked with was like, oh my God, like this person was such a genius. Like he did such an amazing job on your brain. (laughs) I was like, oh yes, that makes total sense now. And, um, there were times when I would like have sex with him and not really want to, and then end up with my vagina just like bleeding. And it was just really, really awful. Like there's so much trauma to my vagina from that relationship. And I ended up with, you know, chronic pain in my labia and uh, chronic UTIs. And that was part of the reason why I ended up, you know, signing up for this program that was all about being aware of your body and like your chronic pain, leaning into pain. And through that relationship being so, um, so drastically abusive in such an emotional and psychological way, that's what brought my commitment to my mental health, which made me hire my, my therapist and made me commit to my healing that ended up with me becoming a coach and, and having the drive that I do now to be able to, to have such audacious goals and know that they are happening is because that drive had come from that pain. So is damage bad? Is damage something that should be avoided? Right? There are so many people who are afraid that Trump would get reelected. But one of my clients shared with me that when Trump first got elected, that is what woke her up and being like, oh my God, like this is 
this is actually happening. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. I was shook. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I was super shook. And um, that is that kind of shock is what um, drove her to be able to do the climate change work that she does as a coach for um, for people who want to make a difference in the, in in the environment, right? And if ch- climate change continues, and which it will, like it'll continue happening. It'll continue creating more destruction in the planet until either people are uncomfortable enough or enough people die, right? Like there will have to be enough damage for people to um, make, a, make a shift. And it's not to say that it has to be that way, but damage and discomfort is one of the most useful tools for change, right? And it's so interesting that yeah, I know that like when, when climate change gets to a certain point, I don't know what it is, but we like as a race can make that decision to change things quick. Like look at what happened with COVID. Like we decided to change our entire lifestyles very, very, very fast, right? Super, super interesting. And one amazing thing about um, about thinking it this way is that it doesn't mean that you don't have to be angry about the way things are, right? Like you can hold your anger and your rage about the way things are and see it all as totally perfect at the same time. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. So I consider myself a very like jaded and victim-y um, black person, <laughs> like a lot of the time. Like I am pretty butthurt about racism. I'm pretty butthurt at white people. And I'm especially butthurt about white people who are hippies and who were um, who were raised to be hippies. And so they are totally like spiritually awakened. They didn't have to really struggle too much. And I'm like, fuck those people. <laughs> because that is just a product of that, of um, privilege and being able to get to that level of enlightenment. And I know that, you know, living in Canada, I have so much, um, I have so much privilege to be able to do that, but I'm still that hurt. And so I, through like, through this work, have been able to hold my anger, you know, during Black Lives Matter and all of my butt hurtness. And thinking about that as just like, that is a part of me. And for me to just like accept that and love that as the holistic part of who I am. Like, I don't have to be totally, um, totally fine with racism to also see it as perfect and fascinating. Right? And I think all of this becomes possible when you start to believe that we are all on the same team. Meaning that every single person in the world wants to eliminate suffering for themselves and for others, whether we know it or not, right? So every single person on the planet wants to eliminate suffering for themselves and for others, whether they know it or not. 
And we will all, because of that, we will all be either pushed right through pain or pulled through our vision and our purpose into the change, into change as a way to eliminate suffering, right? So you and Trump supporters are all on the same team because we're all going to the same place because all humans want to eliminate suffering for themselves and for others, right? And just like the thoughts that you have in your brain, you think the ones are holding you back, maybe those thoughts are on the same team as you too. They're trying to help you. They're trying to get you to where you want to go. What if we're all of us, every single person in the world, like the murderers, the people who are super racist and like all of that stuff, we are all like, no, that's just like a rule of the universe that we're all moving towards that same goal, whether we know it or not, because all humans want to feel less pain and feel more pleasure, right? So we would either be pushed into that through having a lot of pain and being like, we need to make a change or pulled into that by like pursuing pleasure, pursuing what we want in life, pursuing what we see and what we want to create in the world. And so the result of the kind of world that has less suffering and more pleasure for everyone is inevitable because everyone is working towards that path. So I hope you really enjoyed that one. I just, ooh, I really need to get all of that out and I feel like I did. Um, so talk to you next week. So my clients don't just sign a bunch of clients and have five-figure months. My clients create revolutions. They pave the way for the next generation and see how their work is actually changing the world. Like I work with my clients to create a vision for themselves and for the world that is far, far beyond signing clients and making money. I teach you how to be aligned with your purpose and aligned with your integrity, the thing that is the most true to your soul. And that's how I teach you how to make money. That's how I teach you how to sign clients. So if you want to be on my team of world changers and revolution makers and money makers, then reach out to me, go to the link on my show notes to uh, apply to be my client.